0: Express FM supported by Portsmouth College we are passionately Pompey it is a new era at Fratton Park there's a new man down there in the dugout Pure, unadulterated Pompey.
1: When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action
2: and reaction. Such a massive
3: club. I'm so happy to be a part of this this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special, is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour.
4: Fans' interest in this division peaks a lot long time ago and it's stagnating we've got to get out of this division and into the championship there's no game this weekend for Portsmouth men who enter the international break unbeaten and in the league one playoff places back to Kamara Kamara shoots and it's in the net and Regan Paul has his first Portsmouth goal Portsmouth remain unbeaten. A 17th game of League One football unbeaten. There is, however, a big match coming up for the Pompey women, who too have yet to taste defeat in the league this season. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be focusing our attention on their next encounter and assessing what has been a hugely impressive start to the campaign. Danny Lane collected the match ball after last week's 9-0 hammering of Cardiff City, and she's been speaking about the incredible support given to the team by the fans at Wesley Park.
5: Amazing, I think we had like nearly 500 here and yeah, incredible. Um, You really heard them, every time we went forward you could just really hear them so I think their support is what's going to make home like a fortress for us.
4: We'll review the events of that game and move on to preview the next Hashtag United await on
3: Sunday and head coach Jay Sadler knows this game will not be another walk in the park. We know it's going to be difficult obviously on paper you'll see Portsmouth the reputation, the history the tradition against Hashtag and think it's a foregone conclusion and it it, it won't be. We won't be able to get the points without a fight.
4: On top of all of that we'll also be rounding up a close encounter between the Pompey Academy and Gosport Borough in the Hampshire Senior Cup in midweek, as well as discussing defender Sean Raggett's latest milestone and a potential return to Fratton Park for a former Blues winger. As ever, Pompey fans, this is your opportunity to get involved with the conversation. 81400, the number you need to text. Start your messages with the word EXPRESS. You can email sport at expressfm.com, include at expressfm within your tweets, visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live, or download and reach us through the all-new Express FM app. Available now on Android and IOS. Well, I welcome you to join us on this warm Friday night in September for episode number 12 of the new season. You're listening to the Football Hour on Express FM, and it's great to have you.
0: This is the Football Hour, 93.7
4: express fm good evening and welcome along to the football hour here on 93.7 express fm supported this season by stagecoach across the south now operating even more routes in portsmouth having recently obtained the number 14 and 18 bus services in the city for more information head to stagecoachbus.com well, coming up on the show tonight, we've got just as much Pompey discussion and news to go through as ever, even without a men's fixture to look forward to this weekend. Between now and seven o'clock, you'll hear the thoughts of Pompey women's director Eric Colborne, head of Sunday's league encounter with Hashtag United, as well as Blues supporter Matt Corrick discussing the men's season so far and the possibility of a reunion for Ronan Curtis with the Fratton Faithful. John Buccino's men are out of action until next Saturday when they travel to Pride Park for a league clash with Derby County, with tomorrow's scheduled trip to Barnsley postponed due to Pompey exercising their right to call the game off as a result of international call-ups in the squad. Their last outing ended in a 3-1 victory over Peterborough United at Fratton Park. An inspired comeback for the Blues was inspired by Colby Bishop, Abu Kamara and Regan Paul, who put three past the posh, who had taken the lead midway through the first half through Ricky J. Jones. That result ensures Pompey remained the only side in League One still unbeaten, moving up to fifth place after six games played, accumulating 12 points following the retrieval of three wins and three draws. And here alongside me this evening to talk all things Portsmouth Football Club, director of the Pompey women, Eric Colborne. Eric, it is great to see you, sir. Good evening Jake. It's great to be here again. Blue supporter co-host of The Pompey News Now PO forecast Matt Corrick also joins for the panel tonight. Likewise Matt, good to speak to you and thank you for calling in tonight.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jake. It's great to be back on.
4: So, Matt, let's begin proceedings by rounding up what we've seen over the course of the last month or so. Then at Fratton Park, the men have got off their new League One season six games in, three wins and three draws. Draws, we just mentioned, they're unbeaten so far into the playoff places. What have you made of John Messino's start to his first full season in management?
1: I mean, it, obviously, it's a bit of a mixed bag so far. Um, I think you know maybe probably the biggest disappointment of the season was was the performance against cheltenham i think we just you know lacked a little bit there but you know there's been there's been some really good signs as well and i know there's been a, a lot of maybe some disappointment around the season but in my opinion you know we're unbeaten we're one point off the top of the table. Um and I, I don't really think, you know, other uh, than as I said, the, the Cheltenham performance, there's really been much to grumble about. I think that there's been some good signs. I still think there's probably a lot more that we we, we can do with that squad. Um, and yeah, I, I just I, I can really see us having a good season. To be honest, Jake, I, I've got a lot of optimism still about the, about the season, and I just feel like the the squad depth is is massively there this season, and it's, it's showing in in quite a few games this season when we've had the opportunity to bring players on and change things up during games. Yeah,
4: and we saw last Saturday, Eric, a phenomenal result against Peterborough United at Fratton Park, coming from a goal behind to win that one, three goals to one. Um, but the first real test you could argue for Pompey this season against the side that you would expect on paper to be at the top end of League One come the end of the campaign they got over that test pretty well after Mm. a a nervy start to the game at PO4 do you think this is an example Eric of as, as we've seen in previous campaigns where Pompey are slightly favoured against these bigger teams because of the openness and the expansiveness of the way they play, as opposed to so far this season, the example of Bristol Rovers and Cheltenham, where they, they put men behind the ball and they're very difficult to break down. Do you think it will be these games against you, Bris and maybe your Derby counties next week that will benefit John Messina's side?
2: Yes, I think with any side that likes to play football, um, it, it's so much easier if if the other side wants to do the same. Um, and obviously teams aren't going to come to Fratton Park and do that uh, too much. Uh, it's only going to be the sort of the better sides that will will sort of come down and, and, and try and play their natural game as well. So yes, I mean it, it, that is a problem for any team. I think um, if you've got you know ten men behind the ball sort of thing going on a lot of the time, which um, we we've seen obviously a couple of times this season. Uh, needless to say, but after saying that very very positive I think here we are (laughs) six games in we've got three wins and three draws and we're we're slightly disappointed (laughs) Um, I I think that's uh, just goes to show where the expectation is if you like Um, and I really do feel that going forward this team is going to improve uh, and we're going to see uh, well, I'll see more goals and and some great performances, and, and I'm sure it's going to be an excellent season for us.
4: Yeah, how pleased were you, Matt, as a supporter at Fratton Park last weekend to see Abu Kamara get his first goal in in, in blue? Fantastic for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely delighted, and and hopefully it brings more now, Jake. I mean, he's he's such a raw talent. Um, I think you know that's the one thing that a, a few Norwich like fans that have watched you know PL two uh, would certainly say that was the biggest thing with Kamara is his rawness, and and he brings that to a game, and you know defenders find it tricky. And there's been moments of brilliance. I think you know sometimes maybe a full ninety for him is is a bit of a push, and I think we've seen that maybe in a couple of games this season, but. Absolutely delighted for him. I, th- I think it's really going to get him on a streak, and you know it shows the the faith in him as well that we can bring him in when we've got injuries, and and he can perform to to a level you know that that really actually probably shone along you know, a lot of other performances on Saturday as well. So, yeah, I'm really, really delighted for him. Let's
4: have a uh, a quick round-up of what's been happening during this international break so far, of course. As we know, tomorrow's game for the men away at Barnsley postponed due to Pompey exercising their right to have the game called off. That has been rescheduled and that is being played as soon as the 19th of September. So, in just under a fortnight's time, Pompey will be travelling to Oakwell on a Tuesday night for the second successive season. Um, But, yes, looking at the international Break so far, we saw midfielder Joe Morrell, um run out against South Korea in a friendly yesterday evening. That ended 0-0. Joe Morrell getting action in the second half of that match uh, for Northern. Ireland, uh, Gavin White's has been uh, removed from the squad by manager Michael O'Neill due to injury, replaced by none other than Paddy Lane of, of Pompey as well. So, yeah, one Pompey winger in for another there. Um, Matt, we, we've seen, of course, injuries happen uh, this season. Cassini Yenge has been a, regardless of results, I think he's been a big miss over the last couple of weeks, um, expected to be out until maybe the end of October. Gavin White's we don't know the full extent of that injury, but he's picked up on International duty. Do you think this will have a, a an impact on, on Pompey, or do you think that John messino has got the the replacements that is disposable capable of, um, of, of of you know still getting victories in League One?
1: Oh no, I mean a hundred percent. If you look at um, you know Paddy Lane, even he he came on on Saturday, and as far as I'm concerned, did a great job. Um, and I think last last season we we saw like a really positive impact from him especially at Derby and towards the end of the season he, he really sort of performed well so I don't doubt that we've got capabilities there as I said earlier Kamara's you know showing that he can step in as well I think you know unfortunately for Gavin White this season he's he's had a bit of stick and you know may, maybe this might as as bad as an injury is for, for a footballer and none of them want to be out I think this might have just come at the right time for him to just regather himself but I don't think he's been by any means a, a poor performer in the side I think he, he's just maybe um, misunderstood in the way that he plays um, as a more inverted winger but you know I, I certainly think we've got the squad depth as I said earlier in the show it, it's it's definitely shining more this season and I, I don't think we're going to have any issues with whoever comes in I think they'll they'll play to the the style that we play and, and play to the tactics that Mazzino sets them and, and I think we're still going to see performances come
4: yeah Easy, Eric, to get away uh, to get carried away as a supporter with Pompey's starts to this campaign. Um, six games in the league, um, unbeaten still, knocked out of the Carabao Cup, yes, but arguably time to focus on the brain butter, which is League One. Mm-hmm. Um, it is easy to get carried away. Important now for, for John bassino to get the right mentality instilled within his squad to ensure that this momentum not only carries on but if they are knocked back and pegged back with a defeat because i'm sure one will come they respond to that just as well as they do victories
2: yes um it's surprising actually six games in that we are the only team that's unbeaten Mm. in the league Uh, that's pretty unusual for this stage and um i think that's obviously a very positive point um I, i feel that I really do feel that the squad will will come together. I mean, there's, there's players that haven't even hardly featured yet that that um, uh, I'm sure will have a big effect going forward. Obviously, the new lad coming in from Chelsea, um, obviously Robinson from uh, Man City, um, and I know we've got a lot more to see from Anthony Scully.
4: Yeah. And uh, another player that you've mentioned, well, you haven't mentioned there but you alluded to in terms of players that haven't had as many minutes as they'd like to this season, Sean Raggett, who's been at the club for a number of years now, um, not in the league game against Peterborough last Saturday, but in the midweek Carabao Cup tie with the Posh um, on the 29th of August, Sean Raggett made his 200th competitive appearance for Pompey. And what a ride it has been so far for the former Lincoln City defender.
0: Braggart has scored! Sean Braggart, his first Portsmouth goal! Towards the far post, Braggart's head is into the net! Sean Braggart is on target for the second game in a row at Fratton Park. What a run from Harness into the box. Can he deliver to the far post? He can and Braggart scores! Braggart the target, knocks it down and into the back of the net! Hackett puts his right hand firmly in the air and locks it to the far post. Braggart, 4-0! He picked out Raggett beautifully there. Across the face and it's into the net. An own goal by Sean Raggett. And Oubel shoots across the face of goal. It deflects and it's gone in. I think that's an own goal off Sean Raggett. Easy towards the far post. Header is into the net from Raggett. Locked it into the area. It glanced on and it's going to go in the back of the net. he's it offside. No, Stays down, and I think Sean Raggett's going to claim the goal. Curtis goes into the penalty chair, and Raggett's header is into the back of the net. Deep towards the far post, Heads up, Raggett, yes, it's in. And it's gathered by Raggett, who scores a great goal on the turn. Sean Raggett, that's a center forwards finish. Sean Raggett taking second for Portsmouth, steps up, and scores. Oh, wow. shot. Stood up to the far post, Raggett's header is into the net. Sean Raggett. Towards the far post, good delivery, header into the net, and and make it three, Raggett with his fourth goal of the season, it's a good cross to the far post, Harrison's header, loose, in the net, equaliser, Sean Raggett, and he comes and it's into the net, and Sean Raggett has slid it at the far post, and it's gathered by Raggett, who scores a great goal turn, Sean Raggett, that's a centre forwards finish, Raggett's header, what a goal, what a header from Sean Raggett. Raggett's got it in the centre of the Fulham
4: half, cries of shoot
0: for Raggett and he does hit one, what a goal, what an amazing!
4: Sean Raggett of Pompey. Not got too much game time uh, so far this season. Matt, 16 goals in blue. In what is now 201 appearances after he came off the bench against Peterborough league last Saturday. Um, 16 goals, two own goals, both against Plymouth of Argyle for, for some bizarre reason. But... Um, is it strange to see, in, in your opinion, Matt Sean Raggett be left out of the side as much as he has this season under John Bassino? Or do you think that's uh, really representative of the quality that he's brought in over the course of a summer window?
1: Oh, 100% is, is the quality that's come in over the summer window. I mean, I, I've said to a few people this season, Jake, that I think, you know, the likes of Regan Paul is, is probably the best offender we've had maybe since the likes of Matt Clark. Um and unfortunately that's that's hard to shift and, you know, Shawnessy got the opportunity maybe over ragger as well. And unfortunately that, that sort of first performance from Shawnessy was again, you know, top drawer and, and he's been probably solid ever since and that partnership's working and unfortunately for Rags when, you know, you've got a partnership that's working so well and, you know, barely conceding any goals, it, it's um It's going to be hard for him to get back in. I mean, he's been such a loyal servant to to Pompey and, and he constantly you know no matter what anyone thinks of him he, he gives everything every time he steps on that pitch and he gets the football club and he gets what it means to to the fans and I think it's great to have a character like that in in the dressing room and in the squad and you know there when we need him and, and I think no matter sort of when he's he's sort of needed and called upon I think mm-hmm. he, he's always going to put that shirt on and play with passion but you know I think unfortunately as I said the the quality's just too good at the moment mm-hmm. for him to to come in it's been seven seasons now with you know Rags pretty much at the back. Back as the sort of lead-in line and you know unfortunately it's just not really clicked for him is it and he's just not had the, the the fortune of the team you know getting a promotion and I think sometimes that sits on his shoulders a bit as well so um, you know ho- hopefully being a squad player and, and you know maybe coming in as I said when, when needed he's going to really make a difference to him this season and we'll, we'll see a better Sean Raggett. First
4: joined Pompey in June 2019. Eric on loan from uh, Norwich City. Venom. Well, they still are now in the Championship. Norwich City. At the end of that season, 1920. Sean Raggett joined Pompey uh, on a permanent deal on the 3rd of August. Uh, originally on a two-year deal, but of course that is has now uh, carried over. He's still at the club. Uh, we mentioned he had 201 appearances. Very rare that you get such a such a loyal player for any team in, in football nowadays, isn't it, Eric? Yes, it certainly is. He, he, I must say he's a great professional. Great professional. Um,
2: a really really uh, liked player as well you know the number of people that um, you speak to who who, who speak so highly of Sean and uh, you can see why he, he, he gives 100% every game and uh, he, he he doesn't let you down. He'll come in and he'll give you a performance, uh, whether it's a start or from the start or whether he comes on as a substitute. Uh, he, he gives his all for the team. And, and let's be fair about it, that's all you can ask of any
4: player. Right, yep, yeah, that's absolutely right. Thank you, Eric. Matt, too. Uh, right, it is time now for a very quick break, but when we come back, our attention turns to the Pompey women. They've had a cracking start to their new league campaign and much like their male counterparts remain unbeaten. We'll get the thoughts of Eric Colborne alongside us tonight, as well as hat-trick hero from last weekend, Danny Lane and head coach Jay Sadler, who's been more than impressed with his side start to the season.
3: Really impressed by the performances more than anything. We've hit the ground running after having a real good pre-season the new girls have, have all embedded quite nicely and we're playing some real good football. And, and with that, those results have been the byproduct of it. So um, extremely happy. And now we've just got to keep this going.
4: We'll be previewing Sunday's trip to hashtag United and also assessing the team's emphatic start to the new season when the football hour returns.
0: This is the football hour, 93.7 express fm
6: we know entertaining the kids can be tricky at the best of times that's why stagecoach is here to help during the school holidays up to four people maximum of two adults can travel with our portsmouth group day rider for just five pounds so that's your travel sorted now you just need to decide what to do when you get there special offer tickets are only available from the driver. Cash and contactless payments accepted. Leave the car at home and enjoy a day out by bus. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com
0: This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM.
4: Well hello there welcome back to Express FM and a show we like to call the Football Hour bringing you debate discussion, reaction, previews and the latest news involving the one thing we all have in common and hold dear to our hearts, Portsmouth Football Club tonight as well as every other night we air on the show we are being powered by the help of Stagecoach Across the South download their app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to find your nearest bus stop and prepay for your ticket too after going through the events of The Pompey men started the new League One season. Our focus now shifts to the Pompey women, led by boss Jay Sadler, and now operating under the umbrella of the Tonanti Company in a semi-professional capacity. The girls have started their 2023-2024 National League Southern Premier Division campaign with two victories in the league. A victory in the National League Cup as well, all without conceding a goal. Delighted to say, as uh, you heard in part one, director of the Pompey Women's Eric Holborn alongside us tonight. Eric, it goes without saying, doesn't it? It's been a, a fantastic start to the league campaign and you must be thrilled as much as anyone.
2: Oh absolutely Jake hugely excited um, what I've seen and and really looking forward to the rest of the season it's been a great start Um, three fantastic victories Uh, 25 goals scored and none conceded Uh, you can't get much better than that I
4: don't think No I should imagine um, you played off Jay a little bit 25 goals zero conceded Not not um, not much you can complain about that one does this perhaps Eric I mean, a 9-0 win over Cardiff on Sunday, and we've known from previous campaigns that but, but, but Cardiff City, um, you know, they're no mugs, they're, they're a decent mm. side as well. So to get such an emphatic victory against them uh, really does set a statement. Do you think that this potentially raises the expectations for the season, or do you think that, you know, just the the, out, the outward sort of target of the start-up campaign we spoke about out on the Football Hour mm. back in August just remains the same constantly, whether you're winning 1-0, 9-0, 11-0?
2: Yeah, I mean the target's the same, Jake. But obviously, if you're putting um, results like that on the board, then um, it just reinforces that that sort of um, target, if you like, that um, it is um, uh, capable we are capable of of doing it. But um, it, it's I think it's not it's not just the scores; it, it's the football that the, that the girls are playing at the moment. I mean, it's. They're playing some phenomenal football. The entertainment value is tremendous, and people are coming out the games, you know, absolutely enthused by what they've seen, and, and and that's what you want, you know. We, Jay, to his credit, tries to play an exciting brand of football, and certainly uh, he's certainly succeeding this season because i say, the the entertainment value has been top notch. Top notch and, and so many great performances and goals coming from all over the pitch. It, it's amazing, it really is.
4: And, and I hope, well, obviously, long may it continue. Yeah. And it's been a, a busy summer for yourself, Eric, and, and Jay as well. We've, we've caught up with, we're going to hear from him in a few moments' time, not just in, in preparation for this new season, the transition with the umbrella now onto the Tonante company, company, but also as a result of that, I can imagine that the busy activity in the transfer market with, with players coming mm-hmm. in and quality players of that as well, with with experience and pedigree from from the championship of course you're director of the Pompeo Women I know there's going to be some a little, little bit of bias towards the Blues but do you think that given the quality that that Jay Sadler's got at his disposal that there's there's no reason why they can't be at the very top of the league come the end of the campaign There are some very good teams in this division as we already know
2: yes I Jay did a great job in recruiting during the summer uh, and I think it's fair to say that um, pretty much every player that uh, he, he was on his wish list um, we 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 managed to you know to, to to get to sign and and that was an amazing um situation if you look at the players he's brought in um it's not just top players at this moment of time you know as i say you've got like obviously the, the, the you know i say the big names like the lita rutherford which yeah. you know and the, and best lumsden um you know these are these are top players you know Castley, you know probably the best defender in, in you know in the division um these are top top players now but it's also the the other players he's brought in that um you know to be honest with you um have hardly had a chance yet um Kelsey Bowers we haven't seen Kelsey Bowers yet um um georgie freeland uh, and uh, you know um the these are young players that are going to make a huge huge difference going forward mm. and Emily Payne you have the, from, from from Arsenal winger you know they're phenomenal I mean he's brought Georgie and uh, Emily on uh, late in what's well, say late in games uh, you know when we've been sort of four or five yeah. in lap in, in you know against Cardiff uh, he then changes and brings them on and you think Oh well, that will stop the you know the scoring will slow down. No, it doesn't because they they have got a point to prove and they're showing why they deserve to be in this squad and they're pushing for for you know for starts. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. I mean, I always say to Jay, <laughs> "Good luck with picking the team." <laughs> um You know, I, I'll give you a clue on the goalkeeper and then the rest <laughs> is up to you. You know, sort of thing. Uh, it, it's. You know, it's a difficult job yeah. because we've got some
4: phenomenal players and some phenomenal talent coming through at this side. And you mentioned there as well that the goalkeeper situation, Hannah Horton as well, have been given the armband this season. What have you made of her start to, to life as, as Pompey captain Has she really embraced that opportunity?
2: Well, yeah, I was going to say... I, I did not ask me about her performances? Because she she says she hasn't had a lot no. to do. <laughs> uh, uh, we were suggesting it, she actually made a save in the card <laughs> I don't think she did, yeah. Uh, but um, no, Hannah's a top top person, a top top player. Obviously, you know, a great goalkeeper. Um, and yes, she she's really embraced that that captain's armband, and uh, she's an experienced player you know, she wears a heart on her sleeve and she, she's she got the team together and, and working so, so well everybody's gelled, as Jay was saying in, in his interview there, the new players have come in and gelled everybody's gelled, you know, the whole team, the whole squad everybody's there and it's, it's a great atmosphere, um, you know, will say great atmosphere before we even started the season, but it's obviously it's, <laughs> now it's probably going to be even better. Yeah. And it's great to see the, 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 the togetherness and, and Hannah, obviously, um, it, being captain, um, has really helped everybody, help the new players coming in to, to gel into the, into the squad. And as I say, it's so, so exciting going forward.
4: Well, back to last Sunday then. Sophie Quirk, Annie Rolfe, Emma Jones and Emily Pittman all on target as reports of women hammered Cardiff City at Wesley Park, walking away with a rather convincing 9-0 victory. Danny Lane also bagged in that one, collecting the match ball after the full-time whistle following a hat-trick against the Welsh outfit. And Max Swatton caught up with her after the game.
5: Danny, we spoke last week after you got two goals, three for you today. How good did it feel to get a hat-trick? Yeah, amazing, to be fair. Um... I think all three goals are different. Um, uh, it was really nice for Beth or whoever to let me take the third and get get the goal from the penalty. So, yeah, just really buzzing right now. Penalty aside, can you talk us through the 2 before? Yeah, Quirky. Obviously, we know what Quirky can do. She played a really good ball in, um, just touched it and then got it round the keeper. And then, yeah, second one, <laughs> I kept getting told to relax, relax, but it just came to me and I just hit it first time. And, yeah, I think that was the best goal, I think, out of them all. It was a 13-minute hat-trick off of the bench. What was the message from Jay as, as you came onto the pitch? Just go and do you. Um, yeah, just channel everything into, into the game. And, yeah, when the first one came, it just felt great. And then just to continue going. And, yeah, I didn't realise how quick it was, so it was really good. And just a word on the fans as well. How much did they help us to victory today? Oh, amazing. I think we had, like, nearly 500 here. And, yeah, incredible. Um, you really heard them every time we went forward. You could just really hear them. So I think their support is what's going to make home like a fortress for us
4: and you mentioned it a few moments ago, Eric, the, the kind of energy that's around the camp at the moment within um, within the team, and, and Hannah Horton now as captain. You, you can hear it in Danny Lane's post-match interview, and you can hear it within all of the post-match interviews we've heard so far this season with Max Swatton with, of course, Danny Lane there. Hannah Horton's done a couple. Jay Sadler, of course, every week previewing <laughs> each game. You can tell, really, that enthusiasm flowing through. Um, the, the 9-0 win against Cardiff on Sunday, surprisingly not the, the girls' biggest victory this season, and eleven. 11- win over uh, Ashford Town in the uh, Women's National League Cup we know they're a division or so below yep. Pompey anyway so uh, you know that's not as much of a surprise per se as you would you know you, you Cardiff City but how important is it in your opinion to, to get these victories and cup competitions to really kind of breed that confidence into to the league games that you've got coming up?
2: Yes I, I think it's important that uh, you, we, we're winning the games obviously, but we're, it's the way we're winning the games, you know, the, the, the football they're playing, not from minute one to minute 90, we're going to win games and, and, and that's the difference it's not like you, you know, we get three or four up and then we all sort of sit back there, no they don't do that, they keep pressing, keep going and, and keep producing, you know, so it, it it's it, it's a great spectacle. The, the the fact that as Danny Lane there coming on, that was something like fifteen minutes or thirteen minutes, something a ha- minutes to get a hat trick, you know. And, and you know, it's it just shows what fantastic players we got on the on the field coming, to, and also players to come on to change games if necessary uh, in that. Obviously, in Danny's case, it was just to reinforce the, the scoreline from, you know. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you look at the league games because they're, sort of, they're, they're the ones that you know, it's your bread and butter, need, as yeah. to say. And the quality of the teams in, in our league, obviously, is going to be that much higher than in the lower leagues. So it's those sort of results. I thought that, to be honest with you, the, the, on the on the opening day of the season, the 5-0 win against Cheltenham Town was an amazing result. I, I really did because... Cheltenham are—they're a physical side. There's not going to be many teams that are going to get, um, uh, you know, a lot against them. Um, they're very difficult, very tight. You know, they—they they might lose the you know, game by a goal or something like that. But it's going to be very tight for, for them. And yeah. to beat them five nil convincingly, five nil, I think that sort of. Made a statement. I, I, I thought that really should have sort of made the statement, and then obviously to follow that up with the the, the league cup win, and then well, I think nine nil against Cardiff was phenomenal. Um, I don't think in my time we've ever. I'm sure we've never beaten a league side no. by nine goals in
4: my in my year sort of thing. We'll have to get the stat book out for that one have a yeah. look back into that. Um, yeah. Eric, thank you very much. I know we're conscious for time. You've got to shoot off the mm. training in just a 2nd been a pleasure, as always, to have you on the show this evening. Um, just a quick question. Sunday, of course, Parkside, the venue mm. for the, the trip to Hashtag United, the first ever meeting between Pompey and Hashtag for either the men's or the women's team. Um just clarify kickoff is it 2pm or 3pm 3,
2: 3 o'clock 3pm kick 3 3 kickoff um on sunday and yep they're they're flying hashtag yep. um three games in the league they played and they won all three mm. they um beat oxford last sunday yep. uh, 2-1 and they beat ipswich midweek 3-2. Now, those are two very, very good results. You knew that um, from last season, when two teams up the top. Absolutely. Yeah. They're two good sides. And, um, yes, so uh, <laughs> I know everyone's all hashtag who are they sort of thing. Hmm. Well, they're not a team to be um, taken lightly. And I know Jay won't take them lightly. But we'll go there and um, we'll do what we do.
4: Eric, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much for coming into the studio tonight. Um, Thank you for your time. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you go.
2: Thanks, mate. (laughs) Look forward to seeing everybody on uh, the Sunday the 24th for our next home game against Oxford,
4: which should be a cracker. Uh, Absolutely. Fingers crossed for that one. Thank you very much, Eric Colborne. And Eric alludes to there Jay Sadler, the head coach, of course, of the Pompey women, his assessment of what's to come up on Sunday afternoon. Well, let's hear from him now. I caught up with the gather earlier today. Delighted now to be joined alongside the head coach of the Pompey women, Jay Sadler. Jay, a very good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. It's been a long time. No, no speak, Jay. It's been uh, it's been weird not having your voice on Pompey Live with Miss Jim, my friend.
3: Yeah, I know. It's not, it's not <laughs> been the same without it, to be fair. It's obviously... A lot of responsibility now or an increase in mm-hmm. responsibility but still been able to get to the game so it's all been good
4: absolutely um so you mentioned there still being able to get to the pompey game to med of course on a fantastic run of form at the start of his campaign still unbeaten in the league that rule also applies to your side, the Pompey women. Incredible start to their National League Southern Premier Division campaign. 5-0 win over Cheltenham on the opening day, followed by last Sunday's 9-0 victory over Cardiff City at Wesley Park. Sandwiched in between that, an 11-0 win over Ashford Town in the National League Cup. It goes without saying, I'm sure, Jay, but you must be thrilled with your start so far.
3: Yeah, really, really impressed by the performances more than anything. We've hit the ground running after having a real good pre-season season the new girls have, have all embedded um, quite nicely and we're playing some real good football. And And with that, those results you've just mentioned uh, have been the byproduct of it. So i um, extremely happy and now we've just got to keep this going.
4: How do you take Sunday's result against Cardiff themselves? Cardiff City in previous seasons, but a very strong side in this division to beat them 9-0. How do you go into a game against hashtag United on Sunday this week coming? let alone they're sort of unbeaten as well they're on good run of form they've recently come up into the division they'll be you know firing up just as much as your side will be for this match how do you keep that composure going in week in week out despite these massive results
3: we've got a we've got a real good group of people here um that'll keep their feet firmly on the ground albeit we enjoyed that win at the weekend we were ruthless we were dominant against a very good Cardiff City team. Um, they drew last night with Cheltenham 2-2. Two, two. So they'll take points off teams. Um, and this league is extremely competitive. But for us, as soon as Tuesday came back around, um, that I could see a, a, a newfound focus um, on the group. We know what's in hand. Like a Hashtag are a, are a good side. They found their feet in this division, picking up two really good results this week against Oxford and Ipswich. So we're going into that game. Um, with our our eyes wide open, knowing the challenges they're going to pose. But also we know we have a a confidence about us and a humility about us. We know what threats we can pose and we've got to go and impose them um, on Sunday.
4: How much of a difference have you noticed, obviously, being in charge of the side since the transition over the course of the summer? Of course, now under the umbrella of the Tonante company, really working a lot more closely with the football club as opposed to previous seasons. Can you already see the impact that's having on not only the squad, but the you know the performances on the pitch as well?
3: 100%, 100%. The whole operation has just been taken up a notch. Um, the communication and, and collaboration between... Um, the 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 resources um of both teams and both clubs has um is really taken us up an option and because of that um we're we now operating at that level so the professionalism has increased our standards have increased and and that's um transcending onto the pitch now with performances not only um, on match on game day on, on a Sunday but also within training the competition we have within this squad now is is second to none we're bringing like-minded players on and off we're, we're leaving top quality players that were playing consistently last season for us either on the bench or out of the squad um, which is crazy but if you want to be a top top team in our division you have to have quality um, not only on the pitch but off it as well um, and within the within the backroom staff so I think everything's Taking its its levels it's gone up a level and and that's why we're operating as we are at the minute but uh everything's going well at the minute we know um it can't last forever and we've got to be prepared for adversity um so we we, we need to to find a, a resilience and a mental fortitude about us as a group um to, to show all kind of sides of us but um hopefully that that won't be long we'll, we'll have a longer spell without that some listeners might
4: be listening to this interview in this part of the show Jane thinking Hashtag #United that's a bizarre name I've never heard of that place but of course we all know that the rise of Hashtag #United um from you know a couple of years ago from 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 YouTube channel all the way up until now obviously, the men's side in the uh, in pretty high up in the non-league uh, level of of English football now the women's team in the third division as well what what did you make of their meteoric rise and now playing them this weekend so must, well, it's the first for Pompey women, that's for starters.
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's really different, uh, learning their rise. Obviously, social media has, has had a big um, help in that. And as we all know, society now is changing. It is adapting things, social media and, and, and the presence of YouTube, etc., is becoming bigger and bigger. And within the, within the women's section, they took over CK Basildon, um, who were struggling financially and hashtag United within the same area. Um, they've overtaken that club um who were operating at tier 3 tier 4 level and they were able to get promotion last season as i said they've made some big scalps within the women's setup beating oxford and ipswich um, and that will raise a lot of eyebrows and they they obviously have financial backing but they're doing things the right way they're trying to grow the football club and it's it's only good for women's football that we're having more clubs um that are investing um and that are sustainable um to try and raise the competition and we know it's going to be difficult. Obviously, on paper, you'll see Portsmouth, um, the reputation, the history, the tradition, against hashtag, and think it's a foregone conclusion. And it, it won't be. It won't be. Um, it won't we, won't. we won't be able to get the points without a fight. We know we're going to have to represent the club with that, with that kind of fight and that steeliness to get a result. Um, and hopefully we we can do that Sunday.
4: And just finally looking ahead to the September schedule, of course, hashtag this Sunday away from home at Parkside. Uh, Next Sunday away at Chatton Town at the Bourville Stadium and then to round off the month, uh, a home fixture against Oxford United at Wesley Park. We just heard the post-match thoughts of Danny Lane from the victory over Cardiff on Sunday. Within that interview, she mentions the home crowd at Wesley Park and how really just how much... The supporters of the Pompey women are getting behind the side and really roaring the team on to success. Are you, are you seeing that sort of mentality come from the stands as well? What do you make of the support so far
3: this season? Yeah, the support's been phenomenal. Year on year, it just keeps getting bigger and better. Um, and that upward trajectory that we're having and that the women's game is having. It's great to see the attendances um on on that same on that same upward line. Um the noise that we generate here. Westley park has been has been superb and we've got fans that are emotionally invested not only within portsmouth but within the within the, the the women's team as well they want us to do well not only did he want as i said did he want the club to do well and seeing the club succeed him, but also they have a real good attachment with with the players and staff down it. it's very very personable the environment um, and we need their energy we feel their energy um obviously we're gonna have to find that. When we go away from home, we're going to have to internally find that. But when we're here, it doesn't feel like 11 players are just out on that pitch or 16. It feels like three, four, 500 people are out on that pitch together. And and for any team travelling here, they know that and they felt it already this season. And and hopefully we can keep that going for the entirety of the year.
4: Jay Sadler, head coach of the Pompey Women. Thank you very much for your time this evening, Jay. Uh, Best of luck for this weekend. And we will hopefully catch up with you very soon. Definitely. Cheers, Jay. Head coach Jay Sadler previewing Sunday's trip to Parkside. where hashtag United await for Pompey women. Both sides with unbeaten starts to their respective league campaigns. Could one of those records fall this weekend? Tickets available on the day for Sunday's game, which is a three o'clock kickoff in Essex. We've got a a message here from Damien Shires. He'll be heading up to the game this weekend saying the Minty Army group, we will be there on Sunday up the blues. Damien Shires on Facebook. Thank you very much for getting in touch and showing your support for the Pompey women. Right Matt Corrick will be checking back in with us after the break and when we return we'll round up this evening's edition of the Football Hour with a little look ahead to the next few games for Portsmouth men after the conclusion of the international break as well as news on Ronan Curtis and a round up of Wednesday's Hampshire Senior Cup action for the Blues Academy. So stick around for the final thoughts of myself and Matt we'll be back with you in just a few moments
0: This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM.
6: The new Stagecoach Flexi 5. A bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of 5 day riders for the price of 4. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of 7. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com.
1: This is the
4: Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Good evening and welcome for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, brought to you this season by our good friends over at Stagecoach South. Express floor fillers on the way from seven o'clock, but until then, a bit more from myself, Jake Smith, and Matt Corrick, who joins me on the show this evening. Matt, uh, we, we mentioned earlier, very briefly, Ma- uh, Gavin White on international duty with uh, Northern Ireland. He's been ruled out of their Euro qualification games against Slovenia and Kazakhstan with, a hamstring injury. Hopefully that won't keep him out for, for, for too much longer there. Um, this international break there, Matt, really feeds on to the next point. Three games coming up for Pompey in September after this break ends. That starts with a trip to Derby County next Saturday, which is followed by, just three days later, a visit to Oakwell, Barnsley, on a Tuesday night and then a home fixture against Lincoln City at Fratham Park. How much of a the, of, of the mentality thing is this, for Pompey to have to come back after this international break and continue with where they left off against Peterborough, having had that bit of bit of an extended break, going to Pride Park knowing they've got to really hit the ground running again.
1: I mean, with, with an international break, it, it's always sort of different. Maybe it it's sometimes slows down form a little bit. But, I mean, ultimately, I think at the same time, you know, the, there's a few boys that have gone away. Obviously, Gavin White's injured. Um, you know, Paddy Lane's away. Joe Morrell's away. But... You know there's a majority of, of the core squad that are still there and I think it gives them the time to work on maybe you know some some things that have been lacking as I said earlier in the show you know I, th- I think that cutting edge and I mean it's giving the likes of, of Tino Andrew in time to, to bond with the team and, and work on the tactics that Massini is trying to implement with us so you know sometimes it's a good thing as well and and you know with, with such important September coming up now th- these are some really really big fixtures it was always going to be a tough month and you know, we, we've started well. So I, I think, you know, ultimately it's probably maybe, you know, not a bad thing that, that it's kind of come around now.
4: On the subject of the international break, Matt, we, we know, of course, the rules are when the international break comes around, the Premier League uh, is suspended until it's over. The Championship, of course, they don't schedule the fixtures because of the international break. League One and below, the fixtures are scheduled at the start of the season when they're announced in June. And then, of course, clubs have the option to exer- exercise their right to have their games postponed if they have at least three players away on in international duty. That could be for senior sides or, or under-21s as well. This weekend, Matt, in League One, there are only two surviving games. Exeter City against Leighton Orient and Stevenage hosting Carlisle United. Three of those sides have only just come up from League Two. Um, do you think maybe in a couple of years' time, with this becoming more and more frequent F3, sort of every coming season, do you think maybe VFL might be forced into the option of of, of giving League One the, the, the weekends off when it comes around to being an international break just as a, a blanket you're not going to get games scheduled for this weekend because it's been international break like the premier league and the championship, because the quality of players is now they're starting to feed down into the divisions.
1: Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, the, the, the league one in in general, Jake, for the, for the last, what, four or five, maybe seasons has, has been unreal. The standard has, has been so high. I mean, you've had Wednesdays, Ipswich, Sunderland. It's, it's just been consistent. And, you know, the quality of players that are being attracted and, you know, I, th- I think you're finding maybe players that have, have been in the international setup a while, that have got the experience, that have maybe just sort of lacking that Championship Premier League quality, and now stepping into League One as well. You've got youngsters coming in like Alex Robertson, or I know he's Australian, but you know you've got got that kind of quality coming into the league now. And and I think, yeah, you're you're probably spot on. I think they they are going to maybe have to have a look at that and, and consider that it actually is now not just like an old third division where it wasn't really considered at such a high quality. I, I I think now it's really on par with one of the top leagues in the EFL. Um, And, and, you know, I think probably if if you're only getting two games on or three games on in in an international break, it's probably worthwhile just saying maybe, you know, let's call it for, for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, On the
4: subject of talent, we now go back to Wednesday evening. It was the Hampshire Senior Cup second round action for Pompey, who fielded a very young side against Gosport Borough, who themselves had made quite a few changes for that Hampshire Senior Cup tie. A thrilling game uh, down in Gosport, who were 3-0 up after 69 minutes in that clash at Privet Park. A fantastic comeback inspired by none other than Kobe Motto in that second half ensured Pompey pulled that game back 2-3-3 2-3-3 three, three. and it was the Blues Academy who were victorious uh, via via the penalty shootout there. Um, Matt, we, we, we see the Hampshire Senior Cup over the last couple of seasons really breed its way back into life at Pompey. We didn't see any senior players feature in midweek and I'm sure the international break's got a big hand in, in as to why that was as well but it really is another great example of, of how this competition much like the Papa John's Trophy can be used to to feed through talents such as Kobe Motto and that's, that's you know he's just one example of some really good players Pompey have in their academy that that need that platform to really showcase their talent
1: oh most certainly and I mean you know but maybe a couple of years ago we, we spoke with Robbie Blake on the PO forecast and I think he outlined you know that the importance of, of these young guys playing men's football is, is massive you know and it gives them such a, a different game and you know, the likes of Kobi Moto, I mean, obviously, you sort of now and again get a really rare talent come through the academy that, that just can go straight into it and show themselves. And I think, obviously, he's one of them, but this is, the games like these are, are going to help him with, with the physicality side. And, you know, he's getting opportunities in, in the first team now as well. So... You know, it, it's only but a blessing to to have games against the likes mm. of Gosport, who are, are going to, you know, certainly, you know, use their physicality and, and, you know, throw in some really hard tackles that he's not going to be maybe exposed to so much in, in the academy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm real plus for, for games like this. And, and I think it's a really good opportunity for the boys to go out and mm. express themselves and to go and get a result after being 3-0 down as well. It just shows their mentality and, and how it's changing in, in, in the game as well.
4: Kobe Motto with Pompey's first Conor event. Converting for second on the 82nd minute, and then Kobe Motto with a penalty uh, in, in stoppage time to make it 3-3, and Pompey winning 4-3 on penalties. Congratulations again to the Academy for reaching the third round of the Hampshire Senior Cup. Now, very quickly, um, Matt, we want to talk about a little bit about Ronan Curtis. Um, he's been rumoured this week of a potential return to Pompey. There's nothing really materializing about it, but we know that he's still training with the club, he's still getting his rehab done um, in conjunction with Ports of FC and and, and really utilising the the training facilities and the gym uh, at the training ground as well still heavily involved just not actually technically a a Pompey player very quickly you've got about 30 seconds Matt on the spot if Ronan Curtis was to be handed the opportunity whether it's in December or the new year to be back in a Pompey shirt would that be something you'd welcome
1: most certainly without doubt Um, again he's another player that gets the football club Um, he pulls on a shirt and plays with passion. Um, you know, he, he had a, a really good start under Massinho last season, unfortunate with the injury. Um, but there's nothing wrong with squad depth and, and I can't see any reason not to hand him a contract and, until the end of the season, if that's the minimum, you know. But with injuries and, and as I said, squad depth is is a good thing, um, especially in this league. And I, I really feel like Roman Curtis can still bring something. As I said, he understands the football club and he brings the passion. And I think a lot of people would love to see him back. I, I'd be surprised to hear many people saying, that it wasn't something that they'd feel positive about to bonus with you.
4: Some, uh, from, some news from elsewhere in league. What a bit of a managerial uh, merry-go-round happening today across the division. Charlton Athletic have, uh, of course, recently sacked Dean Holdham at the helm at the Valley. They have today replaced him with former Blues boss Michael Appleton. Fleetwood Town earlier this week also dismissing their manager Scott Brown and there are rumours that um, Lee Johnson, the former Sunderland boss, is to be named as his successor at Highbury Stadium on the Fylde Coast. So two potential or one already confirmed but another potentially incoming new manager into League One or returning manager into League One. We're hearing apparently according to Football Insider but Carl Robinson turned down the opportunity to go and manage Fleetwood Town. Right, Pompey then This month in September, the international break is very close to ending. Next Saturday, the Blues are back in action away at Derby County. They then travel to Barnsley, Oakwell on Tuesday, the 19th of September. The Pompey then host Lincoln City on the 23rd at Fratton Park before travelling to Wigan Athletic for the final game of the month on the 30th. So three away fixtures for John Massino's side, one home game. And uh, yeah, that is what we've got to look forward to over the course of the next few weeks or so. Well, a big thank you, not only to Eric Colborne earlier for joining us on the show, but to Matt Corrick as well for joining us here tonight on Tuba Football Hour. Matt, it's been a pleasure as always to have you on, my friend, and I really, really appreciate your time.
1: No, it's great, as always, to be back on, Jake. And uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon with some more positive uh, discussions as well. Fingers
4: crossed. Matt Corrick, thank you very much. A big cheers to everybody who got in touch via the social media platforms as well. We're going to get through some more of them on Monday night's edition of the show, where I'll be joined by two more Pompey fans to discuss everything Portsmouth FC. And we're going to be really hopefully analysing what's going to be another victory for the Pompey women when they take on United this Sunday at Parkside in Essex. We'll review all of the action from that game and look ahead to the trip to Barnsley next Saturday. Right then, coming up on Express FM tonight, Express floor follows us right after the news at 7. That's on right the way through until 11pm this evening, which is when Express hits returns through to the early hours of Saturday morning. Ian McGuinness wakes you up on Saturday morning with Saturday Breakfast from 8 through to 11, which is when Lily Park returns with your guilty pleasures, a tiny quiz about the week's news, and just great songs all weekend long as well. No Pompey Live, so you've got non-stop music right the way through to the local music show tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock with Josh Robinson. Like I said earlier, a big thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. Big thank you to my granddad as well, always tuning in, and a happy birthday to him this weekend, turning 73, 73 years of greatness. So happy birthday to my granddad, Pete Smith, for tomorrow. But until next time, Pompey fans, enjoy your weekend. Take care and good night.